Double Take is an extension of the award-winning movie review show Cinema Classics, which airs Thursdays at 8.01 p.m. on WCPE 90.5 FM Columbus, Ohio. Hosted by John DeSando, this podcast features additional content and discussion with us. I'm John DeSando. And I'm Wayne the Web Miller. <laughs> and this is Double Take. After our, our recent recognition... Yes. Uh, yes, as we're one of the top 10 NPR movie shows, yep. uh, podcasts, I'm, I'm feeling very good. So we must be a little bit like the EMT of podcasts, <laughs> emergency movie technicians, because we we're, today we're doing almost last rites on a movie that hasn't been well received. Oh, not well received at all, unfortunately, because... I think we both enjoyed it. Yeah, it's called Madame Webb. Yep. And it stars one of our favorites, Dakota Johnson. Yes, <laughs> who I think does a good job. But, oh, you are right. They have savaged this movie. I, I think, think my, my Bible, the, IM, the IMDb, has the people at 27 yeah, or something. I think maybe 13% Rotten Tomatoes or whatever. So here uh, we are in the theater, oh, practically by ourselves, uh, laughing and guffawing oh, and enjoying ourselves out of this super superhero film that isn't a superhero film. Does yeah. that make sense? Pseudo super heroines. You know, <laughs> yes. Right. Super teenage heroines. Right. It's derivation is the Spider-Man myth. I haven't really kept up. I, as a kid, I was big into the DC comics, Batman, Superman, those. Not so much Marvel, which came along a little bit later, but I enjoyed this one. The Dakota Johnson character is one of the minor characters in the Marvel yeah. universe. They've kind of dug it up dug this character up. It's, right, it's authentic, but right. it's, it's, it's really yeah. minor character. Yeah. And it, it tickled me, though, like uh, Suicide Squad from the DC comics with Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. And I enjoyed those. And yeah. this one's along that same vein. And, and I thought the three teenage girls did a great job. In fact, we have four superheroines here to be. Right. Because our yep. Dakota Johnson character, whose name is Cassandra Webb, yes. to give you an idea of her superpower, yeah. <laughs> Cassandra. So she's emerging, and these three teenage girls have not a clue that they will eventually be superheroes. Yeah, no. And, and of course, one reason, and one of the reviews I read, and I think it was the New York Times that said something like, what a god-awful film. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the confusing manner of the Flash heads, uh, the premonitions yeah. that Cassie Webb was having. I think the best adjective is messy. It's messy, right. very messy. But I believe that Dakota Johnson is the anchor of this film and the yeah. reason to see it. She has that little ironic bit that she does. She tosses off lines that yeah. are just worth, you want to say, I want to see more of this woman because yeah. she really knows how to handle her material. <laughs> well, I enjoyed her and I enjoyed the three young kids and even some of the other characters like Ben Parker, the paramedic partner of uh, Cassie Webb, <laughs> and uh, his sister-in-law, Mary Parker, who <laughs> is giving birth. And of course, the movie takes place 2003, and it's kind of like, duh, what's this setting up? Who's this little baby going to be? You know, obviously. And the one thing, I'm going to give something away, John, sure. I normally don't. And everybody's gotten so used to the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies that you better stay through the credits because there's going to be sometimes multiple yeah. little teaser right. clips. And I got to give it away. 
don't bother sitting through the, the five, seven-minute credits because you're not going to get a little right, clip right. that you expect. And I thought that they would, in playing on the whole thing of little baby Spidey, you know, that's going to come but up look, about yeah, 20 years but later. You're, you're, I, I've thought about this. Given that it is a February placement, is already an indication that they may not have had the confidence in it. Right. Going along with what you're talking about, they may right. not have appended anything promising yeah. because they may not have any future iterations of this in yeah. mind. Exactly. Possibly don't expect yeah. this to set up like, uh, let's say, Guardians of the Galaxy or yeah. even Suicide Squad that yeah. I mentioned. They're going to set up their own little mini franchise and they don't have, which is a shame because I've like how she wound up at the end, you know, Dakota Johnson's uh, character, Cassie Webb. It's, it'd be sad to see her in a, uh, a sequel, you know, type of thing. Yeah. You know, which her that was her character in the comic books and how she how she wound up and that I won't give away. She's the best thing in the whole movie. Oh, definitely. she is the movie. She went into kind of gung ho early on, then you could tell that maybe she got bored with it, and she was just <laughs> uh, you know saying her lines, but in a very professional way that she just wasn't going to. Totally give up on the film. I just think it's part of her genius. She tosses these lines out because of that part of her persona. She's so natural in the way she delivers her lines. Yes. And they're always undercooked. Yeah. (laughs) And how she was so not thrilled to be taking these three teenage orphan girls, basically, (laughs) under her wing. Yeah. Look, they're being pursued by some black-clad Spider-Man. It's not Spider-Man, but they're all colonies somewhere down in South America. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, and, 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 and Spider has a bite that will give you superpowers. As you're looking, the one thing that a lot of critics say, he's the worst character in the whole movie. You know, that he's just... Um, He's not well, not well developed. But he's he. What what's fun for if you've seen any of the other Spider-Man movies yeah. is to see a bad Spider-Man. Well, look at his life depends on getting these three teenagers because he can yeah. see ahead that they're destined to yeah. pursue him and well, get rid of him. Well, you know, and his little outfit, his little Spidey-like outfit, did <laughs> remind me. I think, jeez, uh, uh, which I think was a Tobey Maguire, uh, maybe third one or whatever. That he kind of turns bad or something, or there's an alter. Oh, right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. He really wasn't much to write home about. My favorite character was the little blonde girl with um, uh, glasses. Oh, yes. I thought she did a good job, but she's gotten a fairly well. Sydney Sweeney. Uh, Sydney Sweeney. And um, that uh, she does a good job. There's a um, uh, like a cable or streaming um, uh, TV series called Euphoria that and uh, is known for. Who's in it, and she does a good job in that. But I think she, you know, oh, look, I, you know, one of the uh, limitations of this movie is that you don't get into the characters of the three teenagers. They have potential. It's just a, a body as far as their development goes. Right. It's the idea of them being teens, and I, I would have to say, one of the best depictions of teens I have seen in a long time because yeah, yeah. they're not snooty and snarly and so on they're just they're, trying to figure out what's happening here yeah and as they kind of bond with each other but then as Dakota Johnson's character begins to bo- reluctantly bond with her young right. uh, her young charges right. and stuff like that and, and I will tell you one of the things that, that makes me affectionate about this movie is how little fisticuffs and bombs there are 
Yeah, fortunately. Yeah, yeah. It does a little bit. It's scenes, but... Yeah, but it, it, it moves there, but throughout most of the movie, yeah. we're getting some very nice interaction between an adult who is charged with these three teenagers and three teenagers who yep. clearly need leadership, yep. need parental guidance, and they don't have it, yep. and they're looking through it. That's a nice little dramatic interplay. Yep. And then throwing yep. together especially if we know anything about Spider-Man, and throwing together this guy who can actually walk ceiling. And they're trying to figure out what... It's really... I don't know. To me, it's intriguing. It's good. It's enjoyable. It's not terrific. But then you're expecting the usual tropes from superheroes. Most of the people whom you're reading, and we all read and we know and respect, are predicting that this is the demise. This just represents the demise of the superhero genre. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's going to be interesting, you know, to see what happens. And, And talk Talking about action scenes, the best one to me was on the bus. You know, in Madame Web, which you and I are resuscitating as the the early movie technicians uh, that we are, uh, what would make this a better film? What would make our fellow critics give more positive reaction to this? I think if they could have cleaned it up a little bit, like you accurately said, it's a messy movie, but I'd rather... It have some mess and not be bored. But this one, I just, there are certain parts of it that I just found hard to follow. And that is, especially when she's, Cassie Webb is having these premonitions and going on, you know, about yeah. what she sees. And also, and I didn't really pick up on it until I read this review, the bad guy, the villain, bad Spidey guy yeah. in a bad black Spidey suit, uh, also was having premonitions of uh, his demise at the yeah, hands of yeah. these three young ladies. Yeah. And the other thing that I just did not care for, and that was the outfits of the three. When you see them in their little superhero outfits, that kind of turned me off. I'd rather see these uh, young ladies ah. uh, in their natural attire and habitat and stuff like that. Yeah, and now that you mention it, um, I found... Her premonitions or her seeing in the future, which is really the immediate future. I don't think she's seeing anything in the long distance. Exactly. uh, Are a little disconcerting and repetitious. Exactly. And and really just silly. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't do anything for the plot. We don't. There are moments when she her hands are bloody, and I say, "What? You know, what's this? Oh, she must have witnessed somebody's murder." But we don't know what. And she's a paramedic, which immediately. Since I come from a family of first responders and my dad was a firefighter and paramedic, I really instantly bonded with her character. You know, I really liked her and I kind of liked those scenes. And John, since you asked me what I thought uh, that could improve the movie, maybe more scenes of her as a paramedic and very underdeveloped in this movie, including Ben Parker. Ben Parker, played by Adam Scott, who's kind of more well-known on TV shows. But a little bit, they had a great interplay. Listen, there. I would agree with you. There's plenty yeah. of material oh. between the two oh. of them. And Scott is just right, yeah. compliant. He knows she's a little weird. He still loves her in a yeah. way. And the yeah. two of them work together very well. So yeah. it would have been fun to see them locking horns with the Mr. Bad Boy. Yeah, exactly. And also, I think, uh, also very underdeveloped character was Mary Parker, Ben Parker's sister-in-law, played by Emma Roberts. Yes. Who's pregnant. And she's a great actress. They could have done more with her, and particularly oh, clearly. Yeah, one, yeah. one scene that I thought was really kind of funny, I think it was at her baby shower. 
<laughs> a totally out of her element, Cassie Webb, tending it, yes. and then saying a few inappropriate things about her dead mother or something like that that br- bring the fun that the, all the other women were having at the baby shower to a screeching halt. <laughs> I thought maybe more scenes like that because I enjoy the character relationships and also the humor. And I thought that, and I disagree with, I think, one reviewer that talks about and the horrible dialogue and things like that that could have been better written. I thought, yeah, in some ways, but her interplay with her three young charges, though, were is what, to me, made the movie. Yeah, and, and for me, just the lack of all the usual tropes and the yep. usual bombast is not here until the end, and I just right. thoroughly enjoyed then the characterization. Yep. And I believe that, in part, this is one of the cases where I'd say it'd be great if you had seen some of the early Spider-Man movies to get a feel for it that's all yeah you don't yeah. historically have to know what happens to him it's almost like indulging nostalgia to see well oh yeah I, I, you know and we know how spider-man is going to turn out the, this is the beginning of it and it's neat i thought yeah more of a backstory because it takes place in 2003 which is yeah. interesting because i think that was even a timeline after a couple of the toby Maguire spider-man <laughs> movies so it's interesting and in bringing it up to his age appropriateness of his life <laughs> latest uh, franchise movies oh, yeah. as a late teenager. I thought this in the movie, and I forgot about an underdeveloped character that could have really lent a lot more development to the villain, and that was his, like, sidekick tech nerd on the computer. And there were some scenes, uh, that would be an That's interesting character yeah. to develop, that he has a young person, young female, his partner, and that relationship. but And I have the same complaint about the three young ladies. I want more development. But this is just a short film and just an introduction yep. to these characters. So I can't, I'm not going to expect too much. The, the reason for seeing this, of course, is Dakota Johnson. Yeah. Now give us a little background on her for people who don't know. Yes. She's the daughter of Don Johnson, well known from TV shows like Nash Bridges and Miami Vice and Melanie Griffith, who had a really pretty good run in movies, playing a quirky character, particularly in the movie uh, Working Girl. And, of course, what endears me to Dakota is her grandmother, who's now, I just noticed on uh, Facebook, 94 now, Tippi Hedren, sure. the big star of one of the classic Hitchcock movies, The Birds, but also of Marnie. And because of Hitchcock's fondness for her, and she did not reciprocate, he knocked her down. She had like a seven-year exclusive contract to him, and he wouldn't put her in any other movie after Marnie and would not allow her to make anything else. So what could have been a very promising career really stalled out. And am I remembering that Dakota Johnson was in Shades of Grey? Yes, yes, that was her uh, main claim to fame was the, (laughs) and you talk about uh, spouting awful dialogue or whatever (laughs) in this sexploitation film based on the popular sexploitation novels, yeah, the Fifty Shades movies, right? which is interesting because she's not classically beautiful, but boy, she reminds us of so many of the women that we both admire, John, yeah, kind of know, that yeah. brunette girl next door look yes, about her, yeah, yeah. and which is interesting. She may have gotten some of her looks 
Her father, Don Johnson's a rather handsome guy. Her mother, Melanie Griffith, is very Not classically a beauty. And so she has inherited some better looks, but a bit of a quirky personality from her mom. She has a lovely face that works, and it's because of that constant irony in, in yep. uh, the way she delivers her lines that really endears me. You know, she's not Scarlett Johansson, right. who's my favorite of all these superstars. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, uh, Black Widow. Uh, right, but... Uh, I, and, of course, you know I love Margot uh, Robbie, even yes. when she looks like yep. a, a yep. West Side trashy woman <laughs> in her Harley <laughs> Quinn. Uh, by, by way of disclaimer here, Wayne is from the West Side, so he's, yeah, oh, yeah. he's free to, to lampoon. Right, well, these are the women and, I've always fallen in love with. Anyhow, back to the uh, Dakota Johnson. Yes. One, she had a face you could really look at in close-up with her expression and everything. And, John, I want to ask you if, if you noticed something. I didn't that much, but this one reviewer just lambasted her that uh, her favorite facial expression was a puzzled look and then would chew on her lower lip. And the reviewer oh. said she must have gone through a, a stick of a chapstick between each take <laughs> as she chewed on her lip. Hey, and listen, we know that we as <laughs> as critics have our own little quirks, yeah. and there are things that we that we repeat. That an observant listener would say, "You, you know, you said that tw- you said that twenty different ways with the same way," and that's true because we're just human beings <laughs> and, and we're flawed. Except right. that we are. In the top ten yes. of movie podcasts yes. for National Public Radio. Now that's not bad. No, and what what, what was it? A uh, free spot or free seat? <laughs> uh, free spot. Okay. <laughs> um, that I thought it was really good. I, I'm going to write them and say if they give any plaques or trophies for <laughs> right. it to add to our. You have your made our own. You have yes, made I, our own. I, I have uh, been contacted a couple. All right, Wayne Miller. The film is. Madame Webb, yeah. why people are so smart to listen to us is we're probably the only critics in the nation who like this movie. Yeah, really. <laughs> and I would recommend it for a good time. Yes. And the thing of it is, and I think we mentioned this earlier, that don't expect a sequel. They might not. I don't yeah. think they have a, conf- a lot of confidence to make it a, a franchise. I would, though, John, like to see a mashup, a musical, with another recent movie we saw, Mean Girls. Yeah. And have the three teenagers in this take on a high school full of mean girls and make a musical album. That's a sequel I'd like to see. Uh, and that's a great suggestion.